I'm finished. You're finished peeing. No, I was, I was beating uh, Paul Dano to death with a um, <laughs> okay. bowling alley pin. Bowling pin, I think they call him. <laughs> bowling alley pin. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Go die. <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box It. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And as always, I'm your host, Nathan Hunt. And joining me is our uh, is our guest, <laughs> Engineer Cameron. He's our sound engineer uh, who sometimes likes to pipe up on the show. Kind of like on the Blank Check podcast where they have their uh, engineer who just kind of like sometimes pipes in and sometimes is just gone for large sections Man. of it. I would love for this show to just be like a you doing a a, a Marin on WTF style just <laughs> rant for the first ten minutes, and I'm just listening, <laughs> like gather my thoughts. I've actually never listened to what WTF. What does he rant about? Oh, it's it's so obnoxious to me. Um, he just ramps. Or he he, he, he often, ramps about. He ramps. He ramps up. He's he, skateboards. He he'll like rant about like his personal life and about like I don't know like self help kind of kind of stuff. He's oh, he's boy. just like so L.A. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm really glad I don't live there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the other morning I was in the meditation room trying to self actualize. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden yes. I hear a knocking at my door. Can you believe it? <laughs> That's sort of what I'm imagining now. Uh, yeah. Lock the gates. Lock the gates. Um, um, it's fine. I don't know. He's an actor somehow, sometimes, for some reason. I love him in Glow. I think he's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not into it? <laughs> eh. I mean, I watched a couple episodes of that show. It didn't really grab me, um, least of all him. So, I don't know. Well... That's been our, well, our our culture section. That's been a, that's been the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I'll be back next week. Uh, your host Nathan Hunt with another episode of Think Outside the Box. Yeah, maybe I'll show up. Maybe and maybe Engineer Cameron will show up. We've been talking about Billy Joel, and we're for, almost done for quite a while. Yeah, it's it's what it's number funny episode how, is this, Cameron? How lightweight? Uh, <laughs> 10, 11. I think it's eleven. Oh, okay. These episodes have been so lightweight. Uh, They just, you know, the albums are all like under 40 minutes. And they're just, it was just great. And the the content is just so um, airy most of the time. (laughs) There's just (laughs) like not that much to chew on. And it's been kind of nice because we've had, you know, seasons that have been just as long that are, that just feel like a, a dang slog. Like yeah. I feel like uh, Slayer was about this long, yeah. And uh, it Longer, was, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's it certainly felt long, and uh, yeah. by this time in that season, I was like, "Woof, mm. I'm about done with Tom Mariah." Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you what are you thinking about Billy Joel now at this point? I think Billy Joel's winding down. I think he's. Yep. Yep. I think that's pretty fair to say. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly not playing chicken with his career. He's no. just sort of like 
ease in his way towards the finish line so he doesn't lose control and careen over the edge. Yeah, Billy Joel is, he's had his uh, midlife crisis and he's passed it and he's well into his boring period. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of, of olds out there who are just lovely, dynamic, interesting people. Um who continue to have all sorts of interesting kinds of crises. Crises? Uh, <laughs> is that the word? Is that really the word? Crises? Is that what you want oh, to say? Oh, you really did want to say crises. Yeah. I thought, I thought you started saying something different and then switched to crises or something. Okay, never mind. Jesus, crises. Um, uh, yeah, I... But Billy Joel, yeah, I think, I think he... I like his interview personality where he's just like... I don't know, just very, uh, very frank, and uh, yes, his his um <laughs> his quote about we didn't start the fire because this album is the one with we didn't start the fire, the epitome of lazy songwriting. Uh, it's literally <laughs> a, just a list of things. Um, so he he uh, in an interview he said, um, I started doing that oh, yeah, blah 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 uh it's one of the few times i've written the lyrics first which should be obvious to why i usually prefer to write the music first because the melody is horrendous it's like a mosquito <laughs> droning it's one of the worst melodies i've ever written <laughs> you won't get any argument with, from me there but i might argue with the next uh line in the interview he says i kind of like the lyric though and uh, i have to disagree with that no <laughs> I, I mean I, d- I disagree in the sense that I don't think I like the lyric uh, I don't yeah. disagree that he likes the lyric <laughs> I might disagree <laughs> like do you do you Billy 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 uh, pizza <laughs> doc wow <laughs> really deep cut is it a deep cut it's how one of the most people- popular podcasts in the planet yeah, but how many people have made it that far into Amnesty? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. I really like I really like it, but how oh. many people do you think actually would like a lot more recognize than that? Gotten through this many episodes well, of graduation? <laughs> <certain>. Yikes! <laughs> oh. uh, I thought you were going to say a lot more people than have gotten through uh, this our show, this podcast, <laughs> even just the intro. <laughs> That's certainly true. Uh, um, yeah, so this is uh, Storm, Stormfront by Billy Joel, 1989. Not um, the like Nazi website. Not the Nazi website, although I think they named themselves after this album. No, they didn't. <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm joking. I didn't mean that. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, I want, he has a song called Stormfront, which is some sort of weird hackneyed metaphor about stuff and how hard it is to be and stuff. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong I mean that's it I don't think I don't think the song deserves anything more articulate than that that's for sure um, yeah uh, there's nothing about it on Wikipedia really uh, except I mean the album's cover depicts the maritime storm warning flag indicating wind forces 10 to 12 the highest intensity on the Beaufort scale and it, the, Beaufort a, scale, the Beaufort scale which I believe scale. is a lyric in- it's a lyric <laughs> <laughs> yep i th- there are uh, there's at least one other kind of maritime yeah themed he, uh, song he, and it, is there another one or is it just those two i think it's just those two but he really pulled a herman melville and just pulled out 
uh, Beaufort's big book of maritime nautical jargon, and he just started yanking words out of it at random and just throwing it's them in a song. It's basically the we didn't start the fire of maritime <laughs> jargon. <laughs> yes. Just very specific maritime like words that no one else uses. Yard arm, down easta, all that shit. Uh, well, they, let's, let's it, jump into talking about yeah. songs. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll start with that's not her style. Oh, no, it's over. Uh, where were we? Uh, that's not her style. So this is a song, I guess, about Christy Brinkley, uh, his wife at the time. Right. Um, what was she, like a model? She was a model, yeah. She was like pretty famous as a hottie McBody uh, at the time. Hottie. <laughs> hottie which, with a naughty body. A hottie with a naughty body, yeah, which I mostly know from reading old Bloom County strips. Uh, which is what I spent most of my childhood doing. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Bloom County. It's a comic strip. It's 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 a little bit like Doonesbury, but not Doonesbury. It's sort of wow, like a, a that similar. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has like a similar sort of uh, quasi cynical sardonic stance. Um, yeah, but they they definitely mentioned Christy Brinkley a couple times as a hottie with a naughty body. <laughs> Um, something makes me uncomfortable about using like I know that I said it um, <laughs> this is I, on you I asshole think gonna, I think I'm going to need to like use that term in some like uh, about some men or in, I need to queer that term for some reason uh, by the end of this episode in order for me to like not need to edit that out well should we talk about Billy Joel being, as being a hottie with a naughty body Ooh. <laughs> what do you <laughs> that think that would be very subversive to the that would, that would be so subversive I'm going to look up a, a, a photo of him from 1990 because he was he was hot like in the 70s and some of the 80s I don't know, man. <laughs> he just kind of looks sweaty. Oh, <laughs> like he, he's got a lot of sweat right under the surface. <laughs> shit, he he's looking like a weird sweaty, um, like uh, Bruce Willis type dude in nineteen ninety. Yeah, but Bruce Willis somehow but like a not is attractive hot. Bruce Willis. <laughs> I I would almost say that I feel like Billy Joel is more attractive holistically now than he was then totally like, yeah i can see that. i i kind of like his like bulldog you know just like husky you know like bald with like a big old yeah, like Hank, goatee Hank like from kinda, uh, breaking bad style yeah i think he's got a good look going on and i <laughs> when i watch a lot of these old videos like he just uh he, i don't know <laughs> it's not it's not about <laughs> It's not about it's about his look, his the agency of like how he presents himself himself in these like old pictures that is, sort of turns me off. And like I like what he's kind of grown into. Yeah, in these photos I'm looking at, it's extremely affected. He's putting on this these weird like Ray-Bans. Um 
and just kind of like doing his weird Roy Orbison, like Bruce Willis wannabe kind of like pouty, not quite scowl kind of thing. It's like, meh. Ha, ha, ha. Meh. I'll be right there with you. Well, I can. <laughs> who needs who needs sound bites? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. Bruno. That's the real deal, homie. <laughs> Bruno is the real deal, homie. <laughs> okay, so the the main issue with this song is that it's about all these rumors about uh, Christy Brinkley. Yeah. And about how kind of extravagant her life is. Yes. Um, and how much sex she's having. How much sex having she's doing. Especially not <laughs> and, with her husband. Uh, and... Like, all, like a lot of tabloid type shit. Yeah. And I think the main issue with this song is that it doesn't say there's no humanizing parts of the song other than just the the claim that she is kind of a down to earth person. He doesn't even say that. He just says that all the rumors aren't true. And I was hoping that the song would be about, I don't know, some like kind of like lovely little humanizing anecdotes about who she actually is like um like someone who snorts too much when she laughs or something yeah. like that you know or someone who's like who can't, inordinately like burns pancakes when she tries to make breakfast or farts in the bathtub yeah. or something you know one of those humanizing <laughs> yeah. things that everyone loves That's like a big old crush on i guess david hasselhoff or something you know yeah. just like i i would love for there to be some of those kinds of details in juxtaposition to these like kind of like wild um inhumanly uh, celebrated you know kind of like status things that are in the song yeah uh but it's not it's and and because of that i feel like this this song is it hasn't aged at all i mean i would Uh, say it aged has aged poorly well it hasn't (laughs) aged well uh this song is yeah it's like i can imagine hearing this song in the moment and being like oh well yeah good for billy joel standing up for his wife and um you know saying like this is all bullshit and but for me listening to the song now it's like i would rather this be a song about a person not about what a person isn't right yeah yeah, I would. I would prefer that it wasn't just a, a bunch of not, not, not this, not this, not this, not this. <laughs> it's like okay, whatever. yeah, he's being very coy. <laughs> yeah, but what is she? Yeah, she did wine and dine with a Kuwaiti one time. That's an example in this song. <laughs> yes, what is a Kuwaiti and what, what's the other one? Argentines and Kuwaitis. <laughs> yeah, like what do you got? Why not? <laughs> I think Kuwait yeah. used to be um, like renowned for being uh, one of those like rich places with lots of like oil wealth before they got gotcha. like, bombed or whatever invaded by Saddam Hussein right yeah yeah okay, I don't know I about Argentines makes... though because they're not you know, well yeah that's that's not like the that I mean I feel like it does especially in the 80s it didn't have the image of just like a fancy place right you know right know. Okay, so I have a couple sound samples. One is I got some some major like Terran uh, playing as a Terran StarCraft vibes. Uh, <gasps> You're right. Do you play, yeah, yeah. Do you play that. I think this is the intro. It, it's gonna drop in just a minute. Yeah, there's one specific sound. Yeah. 
There it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is that just gives me those like <laughs> StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's, it's, it's got to be some sort of slide sound. guitar. It's like the effect on it. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely affected in some, some way. Um, so there's a really bad bridge also in this song, like the ly lyrically and musically, but like specifically lyrically. Uh, I think it's a real bummer. And I uh, have a sample of it right here. Oh, you have a sound sample of it there, huh? Yeah, here it comes. I'm queuing it up. <laughs> In a manner of It's not that she's never done something crazy, done something wild. It's just that she's better at doing whatever suits her style. And that's not her style. No, 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 no. He's like saying like, yes, she is like opulent and eccentric. Like she's a wild girl, but not in this, not in these specific ways that I talk about in this song. Yeah. He's, he's denying every specificity and substituting a bunch of vagueness for it. Yeah. Which so, is uh, yeah, it's a, it's good a songwriting song. 101, I'd say. <laughs> it's the first thing they teach you in songwriting camp. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk about uh, if we <laughs> something have very specific? Uh, so specific. <laughs> Almost too specific. That's right. You know it. You love it. It's that perfect song that everybody knows and loves. It's We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, shit. This uh, <laughs> this song, and apparently this album, was produced by Mick Jones of The Clash? I thought it was uh, pronounced by Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray, and that's how he got uh, Sugar Ray in the, oh, in the song. He's talking about Sugar Ray <laughs> Leonard. Come on. The boxer. I know. I was just like... I don't well I don't really know that much about Sugar Ray Leonard but I think it sucks that Sugar Ray the band was just like I'm, we're just gonna take this name yeah <laughs> and that is true <laughs> it's ours now um yoink yoink yeah so how about we just read all the lyrics real quick Harry Truman Doris Day <laughs> Red China Johnny Ray South Pacific Walter Winchell Joe DiMaggio Joe McCarthy Richard Nixon Studebaker Television North Korea South Korea Marilyn Monroe there's no discernible like rhyme or rhythm to any of these words and he really kind of mangles them to fit them into anything approaching like meter or rhyme yeah he really doesn't put a lot of care into making <laughs> into the making them making fit the <laughs> into making the song here's the thing i think the the chorus is musically lovely i like the melody a lot of the chorus mm-hmm um, and I love the production. Like, I like this, like, 80s, like, you know, Simple Minds, yeah. you know, like, new wave kind of uh, vibe. I think it sounds really cool. Um, but then it just gets so boring in each of the five verses. It's so long, Cameron. It's so long. <laughs> also, also, Cameron, what is the fire and who didn't start it? 
that's the other issue that I have with this song is it's it's sort of it seems like they're trying to say like that there's nothing new under the sun um you know that like things have always been crazy out there um all of these things you know and be- because he's like he seems to be i don't know is, is he talking about the entire like 20th century i guess because he's talking about uh, well, like Einstein. I think he's specifically talking about since he himself was born in 1949. He's got. Okay. He starts with Harry Truman is the opening uh, right. thing that he lists. <laughs> this, <laughs> I know we we mentioned it earlier, Cameron, but it's just, it's staggering to me that this is this song is literally just a list of things. A bunch of like things that are important to boomers. Yeah, it's like here's all the boomer signifiers. We're just going to toss them in a bowl and just like it's just vomit them just all over the place it's yeah like, and on. then we didn't light it but we tried to fight it it, it it's like are you that's talking about saying. like injustices uh Bad stuff Good because stuff? <laughs> why are you talking because it's like do you have an issue with marilyn monroe yeah do you do you have an issue with vaccine that's one of the lyrics vaccine. eisenhower vaccine vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> which one vaccine vaccine <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm begging of you, please don't, don't inoculate take my man. My man. <laughs> <laughs> don't inoculate my man. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lawrence of Arabia, British Beatlemania, Ole Miss, John Glenn, Liston Beats Patterson, Pope Paul, Malcolm X, British politician sex, JFK, blown away. What else do I have to say? Uh, apparently a lot more because he goes to a whole nother verse after that with birth control, Ho Chi Minh, Richard Nixon back again. <sighs> That is that well, I mean, it's it's been a while, so I can't claim it's been too soon, but it's pretty disrespectful to have the line JF Clay blown away. What else do I have to say? <laughs> and then continue on to list another like twenty five yeah. things. Rock and roller cola wars. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> that <laughs> which is the line he says right after China's under martial law. Yeah, those are about equal weight, you know. <laughs> Foreign debts, homeless yeah. vets, AIDS, crack, Bernie gets, hyperdermics on the shores, China's under martial law, rock and roll cola wars. I can't take it anymore. That was, I can't take it anymore. That's the final straw. The rock and roll cola wars. <laughs> All the rest of it was was totally fine. Heavy metal suicide, foreign debts, homeless vets, AIDS, crack, hyperdermics on the shore. Um, yep. Yeah, I... Yeah. The, <laughs> I can only imagine that like in the minds of people who are in this generation that they're like we have been through a lot and it's all just so confounding and confusing because yeah just the things that have happened since the second world war like it it is like absolutely crazy and it's like what do you do with all of that information and and I can imagine a certain amount of like with the next generation being like, you don't understand what we went through. Right. Like Viet- like the Vietnam mean, War l- was Let me like, list them for you without talking about any of what they mean or what actually happened. Yeah. Let's just throw a bunch of names at you. Then you'll know what I went through. <laughs> yeah. Like this, I mean, I, I, I think I talked about it in this, this in the last episode, but I've had like more than one confrontation with uh, white boomers who said, oh, you know, I'm not racist. Like I was, you know, I was at Woodstock. Um, <laughs> yes, you mentioned that. It's the most ludicrous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. 
Yeah, and that's I think about like when I I think about that when I like think about this song, you know, because it's like it's this this sort of appeal to sort of like worldliness, and it's like I was there during all this stuff. Yeah, and um, all the time I hear like uh, boomers like talking about like how much stuff they witnessed. Yeah, and you know how it's like ultimately not you know not different than the things that are going on now and you know that they have perspective and that's why they're making the decisions and having the ideas that they have yeah and uh and but it's like you're just listing things (laughs) why (laughs) you know like if you have perspective to offer which we desperately need yeah. In, in our generation, you know, yeah. like give us some context, say like, say something that means something. Don't just say you were at Woodstock and you solved racism. Yeah, I guess. Don't just say you hula know? hoops, Castro, Edsel is a no go. Like what, yeah. that, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, <laughs> It's, it's like, it's kind of like the movie Forrest Gump, which I haven't, you know, watched in probably 20, 25 years. Um, but uh, I, I don't think I, I can make myself rewatch it. But the the idea I have of it is it's just like a greatest hits of like stuff that boomers might remember, like cultural touchstones of the boomers. And somehow uh, Forrest Gump was involved in them all in a very direct way. And this is yeah. essentially like a very similar thing, but even less in depth and just like just he hits all of the touchstones that you might remember. And he doesn't have any kind of character or he doesn't talk about them at all like he literally just says Hemingway Hemingway you know that's that's a thing you remember <laughs> it's not like a person who has a life and you know fought in the Spanish <laughs> Civil War and like wrote a bunch of novels that changed the course of literature and might have had like a deep impact on people's life it's just Hemingway that's just it yeah it's it's just like it's it's like not even on the level of memes yeah it's just like these weird little passing labels <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, f- I, I it just feels like we're punching down at this point. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we're punching down on the boomers, the most privileged well, and wealthy yeah. generation in history, <laughs> who fucked everything up. So all the following generations uh, get nothing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe it's maybe a bunch of boomers really like this song because of the effect it. You know, maybe it has that effect on them. I don't even know, like, if boomers like this song or not. It feels like it's uh, really pinging, really maxing out the pander meter to do a callback to yes. season one of Think Outside the Box. Set. We are coming full uh, set because Garth, yeah. uh, the song Garth covered, is also from this album. Uh, shameless, shameless. Yeah, Garth was pro- shameless. Prob- prob- probably Billy Joel's most boring song that's like most boring competent song there's you know, some, like oh yeah maybe there's some strong competition for boring songs though. yeah there's some songs that just like aren't songs you know but like yeah. he it's like a song that makes sense but it's boring yeah um oh god so uh, cameron before we move on i think we all knew this was coming uh we're gonna have to talk about what uh a millennial version of the song might be okay bill clinton uh, maybe would be the beginning because they got Harry Truman. Uh, what what's some mid nineties stuff? I Bill mean, Clinton, well, Simpson. Okay. We'll start with it. <laughs> Don't have Monica a cow, Lewinsky. man. Lewinsky. Well, you're um, skipping forward from ninety two to ninety eight. Uh, Simpson, Bill Clinton. It's all a blur. Uh, yeah. Well, we were pretty young at the time. I'm like two uh, young, years younger than you, so it's even. Mm, uh, that's right. That's right. MTV uh, see, don't play music anymore. 
let's see what mattered to me in the 90s the movie jumanji jumanji with friends <laughs> david <TV>. alan greer <laughs> robin Being williams in aladdin <laughs> robin williams and lion king robin williams and mrs doubtfire <laughs> with robin williams and lion king what are you talking about oh fuck i mean aladdin did i say <laughs> um robin williams aladdin <laughs> Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. The Mask, Bill Clinton, Mask Friends. All right, let's move on to the the 2000s. This is all making me feel warm and fuzzy. 9 9-11, 9-11. 9-11, South Park. Bush did nine uh, eleven. New metal. Cheney <laughs> shoots his friend. Shoots and blows his friend away. What else do I have to say? <laughs> Too soon, Nathan. How dare you? <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah. There's a very um, funny um uh, call uh call out to that in, in the television program Patriot, which is on Amazon Prime and is a fantastic show. At one point, um, this spy and his handler are like. We're gonna have to Dick Cheney this guy, and and the spy's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "We're gonna have to shoot him in the face." <laughs> They're out like hunting for like quail or something, or ducks or whatever, and then they shoot the guy in the face with like bird shot. Oh my god! And the guy, it's it's played by Kurtwood Smith, which most people might recognize as Red from that '70s show. Dumbass. Oh wow! I love. I would love to see him get full, full, full bird shot. <laughs> It actually ends up being no, extremely tragic. Should we Alexa, start play the Downeaster talk- Alexa. <laughs> okay, great, great bit. Like all the Alexa, it sounds like a different sign up for Patreon you- <laughs> uh, support.boxset.website at $50 level. Engage. Oh, wow. You just got us so many supporters. <laughs> I can that's, tell Alexa to do really anything, lovely. right? Hey, Alexa, yeah. uh, what time is it? Tell, tell me a joke. It's it's really funny when um, Siri gets activated by like podcasts. It's happened to me before. Um, I've heard of this happening, yeah. Uh, it's what I'm desperately yeah, trying I, to do. Hey Siri, yeah, uh, go talk to Alexa for a minute. <laughs> I think it. I think it tries to only do it by like voices that are similar. Um, for some reason, um, Justin McElroy can activate Siri huh. on my behalf, even though we, I feel like we have really different voices. Yeah, but like my son can't activate Siri. That's weird. Yeah, huh? It is. Are you sure that your son is not some sort of robot replicant? I mean, can you ever really be sure? He's he's kind of a replicant. <laughs> Cameron, is he a replicant or a replican? <laughs> Not with that defeatist attitude. Uh, it remains to be seen. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so this song is about a boat and a fisher dude who's fishing and shit. Or as uh, Canadians would say, uh, a boot a boat. It's a boat a boat. 
Well, I'm on the Downeaster Alexa, and I'm cruising through Block Island Sound. I've charted a course to the vineyard, but tonight I am Nantucket bound. They're right next to each other. You don't have to brag about how you're going to the Nantucket instead of the vineyard. Those are two islands off the coast of Massachusetts, Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. I took on diesel back in Montauk yesterday, left this morning from the Bell in Gardner's Bay. Like all the locals here, I've had to sell my home. Too proud to leave. I worked my fingers to the bone. This is like, uh, it's like a road trip, you know, like song where it's like pandering to like all your memories of going down specific roads, um, which I think is like an effective way, like a songwriting device. Uh, hey guys, remember Route 66 and Sepulveda yeah. Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard and all those <laughs> cool roads that everyone loves? Uh, well, maybe it's not that bad. Uh, maybe not that great <laughs> if you're talking about like Southern California roads. Or maybe it is for people who like that area. Um, but... Uh, but this is for like a for boat people the boat <laughs> for the boatsmen boat, the, <laughs> the coxswains yeah all you coxswains out there i got another number for you yep uh yeah so it's it's just a bunch of like oh hey cameron here it, it has some like really interesting nautical, nautical facts embedded in uh in this song like for instance did you know that a good captain can't fall asleep I would have thought they'd just been like snoozing, just slumped against the big like wheel with those like spokes poking out of it. I thought they'd just be like slumped over. <laughs> yeah, that big wheel. <laughs> just like snoozing and snoring away while their boat just like <laughs> how's that thing work anyway? <laughs> well, it's just a big wheel and you just go like this. And you got like the and it's like, you know, the pirate ship with like the spokes handles coming off of it and you go you know, like that. And the captain just slumped over to sleep and then the boat takes a turn to the right because it like hits a reef or something and then the the wheel turns because the boat turned and then the captain falls over and it's like a with little uh little like slapstick uh like cartoon show <laughs> um, <laughs> you're picking up what i'm putting down <laughs> yeah that sounds hilarious uh it's a lot more hilarious than he, the song he says tell my wife i am trolling atlantis i want to hear uh three of your best at atlantis trolls if you're to troll atlantis oh, fuck. what is it what even is a tr- I, what would a troll to you in this context mean because trolling i would imagine like you know spreading lies on social media to atlanteans it'd just be like i don't know what's some atlantean copy pasta <laughs> uh the surface world is a myth that would be one maybe <laughs> great uh, the trident doesn't exist uh and bush did 9-11 there you go comedy rule threes um i think i think it might actually be trawling atlantis but most people in the modern world have refused to differentiate between trolling and trawling so that's why well there's some uh there's some fiddling i i guess to like sort make of it feel more sort of it's i mean it's like <laughs> there's it's, some ambient fiddling it's itchak perlman who is a classical musician and uh is that really the guy yeah they got itchak perlman god um, wow and classical players uh i'm generalizing here but um generally don't like play the fiddle in a very fiddly way oftentimes they play it in kind of a classical way or a classical inflected way um i i feel like this dichotomy is kind of shitty you think so um, i know a lot of great classical players who like play lovely fiddle music 
Um, I, th- I think the difference there is they've probably studied fil- fiddle music. I think well, what happens sometimes, I, not always, but sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised if Itzhak Perlman has studied some fiddle music. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, maybe. I wouldn't imagine he's probably studied like Cape Breton or like New England fiddle music. He might have studied well, like that's- Klezmer or something. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I feel like the the sample doesn't really sound like New England fiddle music. Um, it sounds, I mean, it doesn't really sound like uh, music that would be ethnically specific to it's- Itzhak Perlman. But it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like just sort of, it's like the fiddle equivalent of uh, that one vocalist in all the movie scores that um, does the like... Uh, and I and I mean this ironically um, and uh, critically, here we but go. like the, there we go, <laughs> the like Oriental oh. kind of sounding like you know like uh, uyulating. You know what I mean? And what does that sound like? like oh God, <laughs> Cameron! If you find your friend uh, in a hole, you help dig. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh of course i mean oriental in the like um it's just sort of supposed to sound vaguely foreign it could be african it could be middle eastern exoticized but it's supposed to be yeah it's exoticized like uh dramatic vocalization world music with all the heavy it's world like music. square scare i almost said square quotes <laughs> scare quotes scare qu- <laughs> that's what they're called scare quotes <laughs> Um, uh, let's listen to play, the sample the so people can yeah sample. let's so people can hear it it I feel like I feel like they, they like didn't play the song for him and they just like turned it on and were like okay go and they took his first take of just like him trying to be like listening while he's like trying to play something i feel like that's what they did to him <laughs> it's it's kind of like vaguely celtic the transatlantic yeah. you know uh yeah it, it's it's fine whatever yeah, whatever it, it's such a it's such a middle finger to it's like Perlman to have it that low in the I know, right it's so <laughs> very like, played at, at obama's uh yeah what is the point of getting itchak Perlman if you're just gonna like fucking just bury him like that jesus yeah it's gross like the, maybe maybe the best violin player in the world at the time this was recorded and you're just like let's put him at like five percent volume that'll be that'll be fine whatever yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, Ray Charles's appearance on the last album and Cindy Lauper's for that yeah, matter. Exactly, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just such a fucking waste. Yeah, that's how I felt about I, uh, the TV show Community. Some of their later season guest stars were just so wasted. I mean, not not God damn it, not wasted in that way. <laughs> just clearly drunk, they were clearly high out of their minds, <laughs> stoned out of the goddamn gourds. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they were wasted by the show. They were not used. Uh, I want to be done with this episode tonight. I got a, I got a, a, oh, yeah, a date right. with that's some right. with some bow. I'm going to make a bunch of bow, and that just oh. sounds way more appetizing yes, than talking it about does. this album anymore. Um, I maybe we should. Uh, what should we talk about? We've talked about three okay. songs. I know it's uh, boring. This, yeah, they're all boring. We've already talked about Shameless. Yeah, we've talked about that <laughs> like with, in the Garth. Yeah, we don't I think even we even have a sound anymore. sample of the Billy Joel version in that episode. 
but uh yeah yeah so, everyone so go we check can't that possibly out. talk about yeah. that anymore it's a really boring song do you want to talk about i go uh, to extremes because that's like i don't know people i think people regard that as one of his better songs what? but it's not no. you don't want to talk about I, it okay, no skip that. I, I think the only ones that are that are kind of interesting are leningrad and and so it goes okay let's go to leningrad number seven A Russian life was very sad, and such was life in Leningrad. Never was there a story of more woe. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess this is a song that's that's about how it's hard to to be a civilian in Russia, and it's also like, what's the point of this Cold War? Yeah, he keeps saying, "What do they? Th- what do they keep on fighting for?" Cold uh, War. What is it good for? Huh, absolutely cold nothing. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> and and the the song ultimately is about Victor, a a a Russian man who uh followed the rules, drank his vodka straight, but eventually became a clown and I guess he met Victor with his child in Leningrad and uh the, the and it was like a not scary type clown and made his child laugh yeah so. it wasn't some sort of weird interdimensional spider being who preyed on children's fears <laughs> for once like most clowns are yeah <laughs> um but ultimately the song feels like it's not as impactful as it thinks that it is yes that's um, right. there's even one moment where you know every verse has to end the form has to end with the word leningrad and there's one moment that's <laughs> really contrived and i have a sound sample of that if Ooh, you want to play that yes i'd love to Here it is. And children lived in Leningrad. <laughs> and of course, you everyone know, knows that there are children did. in Leningrad. Yeah. The Russian kind. The, the Russian kind of children. Um, <laughs> Leningrad. So what is that uh, called these by, days? So he he wasn't particularly fulfilled by making Billy Joel's kid laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm assuming Billy Joel's kid is not a Russian child. Ch- <laughs> Russian chilled, chilled, <laughs> chilled. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. This song's yeah, like he's uh, grasping at profundity, um, but it's it's just kind of sad. Yep, it's true. And uh, and not good. Sad. Just sort of like ugh, this song's kind of a bummer. It's true. Uh, when did Leningrad and not a good bummer was Leningrad still called Leningrad in 1989 I don't I don't know hmm. I don't know any I don't really know anything about the oh yeah it was specific context From 1924 to 1991 it was uh, Leningrad and now it's St. Petersburg again gotcha yeah huh. interesting interesting it, it, did they change the name because they want to uh, disassociate from Lenin uh yes yeah, after the fall of the uh, Soviet Union, 
Um, well, I think I don't know if it was so much as to avoid Lenin as to like kind of restore pre-Soviet Russian history. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Well, let's let's talk about it and so it goes, and then let's uh, call it. Yes, that is how call it, it an episode. This is the end of the. Uh, this is the end of the album. Track number ten. I said too much. My silence is my self-defense, and every time I've held a rose, it seems I only felt the thorns, and so it goes, and so it goes, and so will you, dude. Every rose has its thorn, <laughs> just like every night has its dawn, just like yeah. every cowboy sings his sad, sad song, dude. <laughs> There's a lot that I like about this song, actually. A- um, well, actually. Well, actually. Uh, I like the lyric, in every heart there is a room, a sanctuary safe and strong to heal the wounds from lovers past until a new one comes along. Um I think that's good. I think that's a good way to start the song. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, the song's sort of about the how much can you feel entitled, like <laughs> how much entitlement can you express to someone's affection, which is like, you know, the longer you're in a relationship, the more you can say, I need you and expect to have your needs met. You know, mm. it's sort of like what the song's about and that tension of like, well, ultimately, you can decide to leave at any time and like how much need should I express? I don't want to scare you away. Um, and I think that stuff is powerful material to write a song about and is insightful to write a song about. However the mood of the song feels just sort of sappy and melancholy yep. and right. and self-pitying yes um and it yeah it's like a little hard to listen to and if and almost to the point of it feeling manipulative um yeah like for instance uh in the last <laughs> verse so i would choose to be with you that's if the choice were mine to make but you can make decisions too and you can have this heart to break those could be good lyrics um in a song but when they're in this like very like self-pitying sentimental potentially emotionally manipulative kind of song it's like i don't really i'm not on board with that i guess it it kind of reminds me of uh the bruno mars song i will catch a grenade for (laughs) you yep um it which for those of you who aren't familiar with this song that's totally stood the test of time Mm -hmm. um definitely it's a song about all of the grisly ways that Bruno Mars would die for this other person, uh, probably a romantic partner, if I remember the song right. Um, and and the, the chorus is just like, yeah, I would die in all these ways that totally suck, um, but you wouldn't do the same. And and it's like, why would you die in all these ways for this person Um who wouldn't do the same for you unless you're being just a, a petty martyr. Yeah. Martyr complex. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and ultimately saying all this stuff to be manipulative. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, it's a big red flags and this song obviously. And so it goes, isn't, isn't as bad as that. Mm-hmm. 
because it has some things in it that are really nice ideas and interesting ideas. And I want Billy Joel to have written a song and delivered it in such a way where I feel like, oh man, that that really captures this feeling um, and is self-aware and like the, I want it to be a useful song, but it's distracting. Yep, exactly. And the piano playing is really lovely. Uh, there's some synth in it that, that is really subtle that I think is cool. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but then, yeah, these like, and so it goes and so it goes and you're the only one who knows. And it's just like this sort of, it kind of, falls into wandering yeah. and if it if it felt a little more conclusive and not like well i guess this might all suck mm. you know like mm-hmm. but if it felt like a more just like i'm if it felt like it was a song about bravery as opposed to um, despair or or pity yeah. and it e- i feel like it easily could be a song about emotional bravery um mm. and overcoming your own yeah, fear of abandonment. Uh, uh, then I think it could be good, but I don't. I just don't think it quite gets there. Yep. So I yeah. Agree. Yep. It's unfortunate. <clears throat> yep. Kind of like this album. Um, you're not missing much for all those <laughs> songs we skipped because uh, there ain't nothing much going on in them. Uh, yeah. I mean, lyrically or well, musically. Bo- Bob Berry says about the song, uh, the feel of it can bring tears to my eyes just thinking about it. Playing it and singing it is a melodic treasure to my heart. (laughs) To his heart, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a sweet, like, kind of clueless old guy comment because he says, I absolutely love Billy Joel's song and so it goes. This is on the Genius, by the way. The feel of it can bring tears to my eyes just thinking about it. Uh, what makes it even better is that I've had the opportunity over the decades to tune Billy's piano for him. Once in the 70s. Oh, at interesting. Madison his grand Garden. piano that's more his, reliable to him than any woman. Yeah, his baby grand. <laughs> uh, once in the 70s, once in the 90s in Lancaster, PA, close to where I live. Also traded some of my own music and experiences with him. I'm sure Billy Joel listened to his music right away and didn't just throw it in the trash immediately. Uh, <laughs> Bob Berry finishes with, he's a master of storytelling, melody, and prose, and among the nicest human beings I've ever met. I upvoted that. That's that's sweet. Okay. I, I love the kind of like yeah. sweet cluelessness of this old dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's let's close it let's up. Close we it. have one one more that we're going to talk about um, four years later. Probably won't get around to like I don't know. I might I might peek at fantasies and delusions to see if it's a thing that we could talk about on the show yeah, and then maybe it. try to convince you, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yep. This is unfortunately Billy Joel never like, well, I mean, I can save the conclusive retrospectives of Billy Joel's career till next week, I guess. But I, I was, I was hoping for more from Billy Joel. I feel like some of his individual songs have really um, there. He has some real bangers, but most of it like the, on the whole, a lot of it is not all that great. All right. Well, until next uh, week with River of Dreams from 1993, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Topias Podcast. Write us a review on iTunes. Jam those star buttons and type up those reviews. And that's good for us. Uh, and if you want to be even more good to us, you can go to support.boxset.website and Alexa, sign up for Patreon uh, for Think Outside the Box Set <laughs> at $50 donation level. Um, 
Uh, if you you can also support us by sharing the show with people, spread spread the love around. Uh, tell tell your I friends. Think, I think that's probably the the biggest way that we could need support right now and in general for the show because yeah. it's like a cute little show right yeah. now. And you know, Nathan and I do it because. Um, uh, <laughs> Because men need uh, pretenses to hang out with each other. Right, and they yes, need pro- mutual projects yes. <laughs> in order to be friends. And we don't know anything about woodworking and or car repair. <laughs> it's very true. And uh, But it would be really nice if other people uh, liked the show other than just the two of us in the, you know, couple hundred or so of you that listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell someone about this show. Yeah, find and, your uh, most racist relatives. And tell them to listen to the show. And we will just like very subtly through our, our just wokeness and our perspectives on these songs, we will make them not racist. And I believe that's how that works. Uh, yeah, that's definitely how that works. Think outside the new, uh, think outside the box. It's the new scene on radio. It's the new behind the bastards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll, it'll change your mind and wake you up before you go, go. Um, you can also join our discord. The link will be in the show notes. To hell. <laughs> Yes. Uh, you can listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool, and is about and also is acoustic music, mostly Appalachian style fiddle and banjo American music. Um, but sometimes he dabbles in a few other things also. Yeah. And until next week, I've been, fuck, I've been, uh, oof. <laughs> I've been pulling up my notes uh, to find all the stupid shit that I uh, wrote down throughout the episode. <clears throat> I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a hottie with a naughty body. You certainly are. I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I'm just a collection of interesting nautical facts. (laughs) Uh, Who can deny? Who can deny? All right, so I think I can go to 5.15 or 8.15 your time. Okay. Um, 5.15 soon to be your time. It's yeah. so much better back then, which is now. Trust me. Oh, really? Yeah. Cameron, I have to warn you about the future. In the far-flung <laughs> time of 7.02 p.m., things have gotten real bad. Donald Trump is president. No. <laughs> and he's I was hoping tearing in three hours he wouldn't the, be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's tearing down the USPS. And he's uh, he's completely dismantled the government and installed a bunch of stooges in all of the top positions, including the Department of Justice, which is supposed to Fuck. investigate him for all of his numerous traitorous crimes. So, sorry to break it to you. I specifically don't want him to do those things or even be able to make those decisions. Heed my warning. You still have time to change the future. Boo. Wait, am I a time traveler or a ghost? What do you think? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs>